GAA Sports Desk. Brought to you by the Heralds, every side of Dublin. Good evening and welcome to GA Sports Desk on Dublin City FM. In studio this evening, Suzanne Parker, Emma Hayden and myself, Peter Brannigan. And we begin by thanking Hugh and the Live Drive team for getting you home safely this evening. Live Drive will return on air tomorrow morning at 7am. Now over the next hour, we're going to be looking at all areas of Dublin GA. In the second half of the show, we're going to be hearing from Dublin ladies football selector, Circa Farley. She's going to be reflecting on a disappointing opening day defeat to Donegal in the first game of the Little National Football League. And she's going to be looking ahead to Tipperary this weekend to see if the Jackies can bounce back. We'll also be hearing from the Secretary of Dublin Camogie, Brendan Cooper. It was a better weekend for the Camogie team as they managed to pick up a point against Offaly in the Littlewoods Ireland National League. A good weekend for the Hurlers who defeated Offaly and we'll get the views of Andy Cunningham. And we're going to be hearing from Brian Talty and Justin Mason. They're looking back on a good weekend for the footballers who defeated Galway in Crow Park on Saturday evening. If you want to contact us in studio, you can. The text line here, 087-977-1032. You can email us, gasportsdesk at dublincityfm.ie or you can head over onto our Facebook page, which is gasportsdesk on Dublin City FM. But we are indeed going to begin in Crow Park last Saturday evening. A victory for the men's footballers against Galway in the Allianz League. Justin Mason went along on behalf of the station. Afterwards he heard manager Jim Gavin speak to the media. And Gavin was first asked for his initial reaction to the victory. Yeah, it was very close to the first half. and um, I thought it was a great response for our guys at half-time. Um, I think we just kept that, that intensity levels up. There was some great defending in the first half. Um, um, you know, it really was nip and tuck in each attack. Uh, you know, the both teams had, had, had the potential to score. They missed a goal chance. Uh, we had a couple of point chances down the far end and maybe had to some, some snap to some shots, which would be, be a little unlike us. But um, we just tied it up in the second half and some great movement. And the guys kept that level up. And again, some great defending, some great team play and some great team scores. Jim was then asked if winning games is important in the National League. I think you know, listen, the results are, are very important, particularly for our supporters. And I can only both commend and... and uh, you know, uh, I'm full of admiration for all for all the all, all those dubs who turned up tonight. It's probably 15,000 maybe there tonight was there. Um, there's obviously a good few goals behind me, but predominantly I think it was Dublin supporters there. Very 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 cold night, and for them to come out to support the team, um, you know, we really really appreciate it. And, and uh, particularly in the second half, you could hear them getting getting behind the team, and that's really appreciated by myself and the guys. Um, so this time of the season, you know, we're just three weeks back today, um, and uh, in some ways we're just getting into the season, pre-season, if you will, and, and to, to get two points on the board and to get the result is, you know, obviously is important. It gives us a little bit of solidity in the league, but um, you know, we take each game in isolation, and you know, disappointed last week that we didn't get anything out of in terms of on the, on the scoreboard, but in terms of a workout, uh, it was a really, really useful exercise for us. Uh, you know, St Tunex Park is. It's a great ground and it's difficult to get any type of result, but you know, we started really well in that game, six up at one stage, just maybe fitness told a little bit, but um, 
notwithstanding you know Monaghan's class and quality towards the end, and, and they got some fantastic scores and were thoroughly deserved winners. But you know we went back in the bus and we're um, we're pleased with with the, with the workout and, and that um, you know we did very little this week to get the guys a, a rest because we're only back, and um, you know it's a bit of freshness the legs today. That first half that, you, that we mentioned won't be good enough in the 30 on Tralee next week, but um, you know, we'll take that game in isolation as well. On that point, he was then asked if they're interested in winning the National Football League. You know, there's, in some ways, there's three competitions, the National Football League, our, our province, that were our provincial titles that, you're, that you're, you're, you, you want to go after. And then if you're fortunate enough to get through that, you qualify for the All-Ireland Series. So um, you know, it's our first competition of the season. We want to do really well in it, um, and we can only do well in that by getting performances in games, and that's what we look for tonight. And you know, in, in patches, we got it, but um, you know, it does certainly give us give us something to build on now, which is good. I suppose a lot has been made of various rule changes that the GA have adopted and not adopted. It. One of them is the attacking mark. Jim has asked if the team have been discussing the new rule. No, didn't practice it all, no, or talk about it either. So you just, you know, the players are are um, I think they're smart enough and technically. Uh, skilled enough to, if there's opportunities, they'll they'll take it. But um, no, we haven't. We're not doing any work on, on at the moment. Now, it was a good night for Cormac Costello. He kicked five points from play and one from a mark that he claimed six points in total. Jim was asked about his performance. No, didn't practice it all, no, or talk about it either. So you just, you know, the players are are um, I think they're smart enough and technically uh, skilled enough to, if there's opportunities, they'll they'll take it. But um, no, we haven't. We're not doing any work on, on at the moment. And on that theme of players being given a chance, Jim was asked if new players are going to be tried out in the spring. Uh, yeah, where we can, we'll do it. Um, you know, Liam Flatman, uh, um, uh, um, you saw Sean Bugler there, obviously Ryan Basquell, um, uh, Dara Gavin came in as well. So they've all played really well with their clubs uh, during the championship and that's what obviously caught our attention. Uh, some played in pre-season tournaments in the Bourne Cup and some have been playing well with colleges and then they've, they've obviously have a background as well playing inter-county under-20s and minors so they're, they're, they, there's, they have proven their worth and they've you know, earned the right to, to, to wear the senior jersey from what we've seen in training as well so um, where we can yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try and give players a chance to, 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 to stake a claim for a championship spot now the death took place of Mick Fitzsimons grandmother uh, during the week we send our condolences to the family Jim was asked about Mick playing the game so soon after the tragic news that I suppose shows the, the dedication that, that, that players have to, to, to wear the county jersey it's um, you know we always leave these things uh, these matters in, in the players hands and uh, you know it's a choice it, it, it's you know if, if a player wants to play and he's available for selection he will play so condolences to, 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 to all concerned and very finally, Jim was asked if he was looking forward to playing Kerry in Tralee on Saturday night. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, whether we play Kerry in Killarney or, or Tralee, they're always um, they're great games. Um, you know, they're, they're they're a quality side, and, and obviously they have had a, a you know new change of of, of, of management team with, who have, who are coming in now with, with um, you know multiple All Irelands um, at minor level, um, and the players that they seem to have introduced. Looking at the team sheet last last week, it's you know they're players that are recognised who have again who have multiple All Ireland titles. Um, so uh, it's a very um, the team that's used to winning. They've obviously, you know, as from Kerry, that have great ambitions for this team. Um, and as I said, it's a team of, of young stars, and, and, and um, it, it has the makers of a, of a great game. So, you know, we're just that'll be our fourth week back. Um, and again, as our part, as our pre-season work, we're just really looking forward to to a really great game down in Tralee. And again, and there's a lot of Dublin supporters telling me they're they're looking forward to travelling to Kerry. So, has the makings of a great night.
And indeed, we hope it will be that game throwing in Interly at 7 o'clock on Saturday evening. Tickets already sold out at this stage on Wednesday night, but uh, hopefully there'll be a few dubs who've managed to get their hands on tickets and hopefully there'll be a really, really good atmosphere there. I was down at the game a couple of years ago myself, Interly, that late, late equalising point from Dublin. I think it was Paul Mannion who got it. A fantastic occasion and hopefully we do have the same again this weekend. Now, Galway manager Kevin Walsh also spoke to the media after the game and indeed the first question put to him was his initial reaction to the defeat. 12 kick turnovers in the second half, which is just unacceptable. Five in the first half, which is which is just about acceptable. And allowing Dublin counter-attack with kicking away so many stupid balls is going to put under pressure. So we're very unhappy with that. And also, you know, there was a, there was a stage of was when the goal went in. Uh, it was still 9-6 that time. The reaction to that wouldn't have been that pleasing. I think we allowed them to fetch a lot of ball in, in, in the air as well without contesting properly. But that's something we have to work on. Um, Overall, disappointing with the finish, but it was a good 50 minutes there. That be, you know, clear with down number of players, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad early on. Turnover in the second half are killer, killer stuff. Uh, you know, I think kicking ball into two or three blue shirts is, is, is not the way you do it. And um, we all know what Dublin can do on the counter attack. I suppose, but having said that, you know, I think the goal, the goal probably was the killer, the killer blow. It was, not, it was back to 9 6 at that point. It was something like 55 minutes, I'm not so sure. So that's tw- 20 minutes in the second half, it's still, it was still there for us, but look, that's, that's, that's the story. Kevin was then asked for Galway's aims for the league this year. Well, I suppose it's our second year in Division 1, so probably haven't, we definitely haven't as much done as we would have done this time last year. Uh, I suppose there's a few reasons for that, injuries and, and uh, colleges and clubs maybe finishing a bit later, but either way, priority would be, would be to try and keep guys a bit fresher than they were last year, maybe come to the summer, and uh, get the injuries right, so we have everyone available to us in proper, proper nick, and uh, hopefully find two or three new players that might tip up. That's probably our priorities, and uh, stay in Division 1. From that, Kevin was then asked if that meant that he was disregarding the National Football League in 2019. Oh no, I wouldn't. What I'm saying is we take the learnings from this. I think it's important that we look and we say what did we do well and what did we do poorly. I mean, you know, when the goal went in, you'd have to say that we wouldn't be happy that probably maybe defeat was accepted at that time. And, you know, in the past, I mean, that's our probably our first league defeat with this point in offer in the last two years almost. So it's not a bad consistency with the team. Um, there's been times before where we've been down six, seven points and, and, and they fought the end. So, you know, maybe fatigue kicked in a bit. We wouldn't, as I said, have as much work done. And, you know, losing Kelly McDade at half time was probably a big loss. I think we need that impetus to be breaking the line and stuff. So, um, no, look, we, it's still only the second game of, of seven. Um, but we just see what we learn from it. Kevin was then asked to compare the Dublin team of this year to that of last year. Ah, because it's, 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 it's early. It's very hard to know. And even, you know, uh, I'm sure Dublin would be saying the same about ourselves. You know, you know, you probably won't learn a whole pile about opposition. It's all about, I suppose, from our own side is seeing where, 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 what we do well as a group and and what's to be improved on. And as I said to you, see him some one or two other players step up and challenge. And very finally, Kevin was asked on the return of influential forward Damien Comer. He'll be in a little while. Um, yeah, just just slow, slow, slow to heal up fully. But uh, he's, he's there with us today and, and, and all that. But um, and again. We're not going to rush him back until he's fully right. And um, there's a few guys in that in that in that boat. Um, you know, it's not we're not going to uh, push guys there that have been carrying the can all last year, and and uh, you know just need to clear up injuries. And that's Galway manager Kevin Walsh. Now to get a perspective on the game earlier on this week, Emma spoke with regular contributor Brian Talty. Dublin looking to get their first victory of the league, but maybe not so sure in the first uh, half how it was going to go. Yeah, the first half I think uh, you know Galway played reasonably well and. Uh, Dublin weren't really, they weren't flying, let's put it that way, Emma, but, you know, when they decided in the second half that they were, you know, serious about what they were at, they, they really took Galway to the cleaners and, you know, I think they could have probably beaten them by a little bit more. 
obviously in the first half we did see Galway kind of keeping Dublin at bay. They weren't getting their scores in that they normally would get. Yeah, yeah, Galway, Galway worked hard in fairness to them. You know, when I was at the match, I, I didn't think they were playing that well either in the first half. But then when I looked at, back at it again, uh, yeah, they did well enough in the first half. But, um, you know, as I say, when Dublin upped it and, you know, I think Dublin kind of packed the defence and broke the goal with forwards down and uh, won a lot of ball and came out very quickly with it as they normally do and created a lot of scores, you know. But um, just was, I suppose, you know, disappointed with the goal performance, really, when you consider how they played in most of the league games last year. Um, their performances this year have been poor enough. But, uh, yeah, Dublin definitely rose, lifted the game and, you know, they put a little bit of speed into it in the second half. And, you know, they transitioned very quickly from defence into attack and, and got some nice scores. Obviously, only two points for Galway in the second half. They'll be fairly disappointed with that. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it, it shows you what Dublin did, you know, and how they... You know, Dublin Dublin play football, I suppose, the way it should be played. You know, they, they defend really well and they, they push up really hard on players and they make them make mistakes. And I think a lot of the Dublin scores came from, you know, that pressure that Dublin put on Galway when Galway had possession of the ball, turned it over and, you know, attacked so quickly that Galway just weren't able to stay with them and, uh, you know, it created a lot of scores. Obviously, there was a lot of talk about Dublin after the defeat to Monaghan. Are we seeing them finding their feet again? I suppose, you know, I think what Jim and the lads are doing are just getting the lads back playing football and, you know, they, every time they put the Dublin jersey on, they want to win games and they would have been disappointed by the fact that, uh, you know, Monaghan beat them. But, you know, that was a good performance by Monaghan, uh, you know, but then we saw the typical Monaghan inconsistency when they went down to Roscommon and lost the game the last day. So, uh, I still think Monaghan have a, are a good team, but they need to get that consistency. But, you know, from Jim's point of view on that, they're testing out a few fellas as well. They're throwing in a few young fellas there to see how they go in, in uh, senior inter-county football. So that's a that's that's a great thing for, for Dublin, you know, that that talent is coming through. And, um, you know, I suppose the, what you'd nearly consider the old talent um, is uh, somebody like Cormac Costello, who's only 24 years of age, and his performance the last day was outstanding. Well, on that point, there, there was three uh, new fellas handed their debut. Do you think uh, anyone's going to make an A from, from themselves this year? Uh, I'm not too sure. I suppose the last day, the, the, the standout the last day really was, was Cormac Costello. And I suppose, you know, he showed us how good he was, especially when he went in, in the full forward line. And they, I think he scored something like five or six points from play, which is a brilliant performance by him. But, uh, you know, the other lads... They, oh, Young flat man, young young bugler. They 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 did all right. Like and and uh, uh, young Bascal as well came in and and uh, Ryan Bascal, the the older of the brothers. Uh, he's played well in some of the games. Uh, not not as dominant the last day now, or as, as obvious the last day. But um, I, as I said, the out the stand standout I suppose was Costello really. Looking obviously now, there's the new rules have been in play a few weeks. The mark we saw a few of them. We saw Cormac Costello obviously score from one. Do you think it's having much of an impact on the game? Well, I liked what I saw from Monaghan against Dublin, to be honest with you. Now, the, the Dublin lads are at the disadvantage, uh, Emma, that they haven't played. <clears throat> they didn't play in, in the competition early in the year and they didn't play under those rules. And from what I'm told, Jim is not emphasising them because they're not going to be there in, in, in championship, you know. But I liked it uh, and I liked the way Monaghan played the game. Galway, Galway against Dublin tried to put uh, Tomás Flynn at full forward and kick the ball into him to try and get those marks, but it didn't work really because they were kicking it to a static guy and it's, it's very hard for him to outfield the Dublin as if you're in a static position, you know, whereas Monaghan used it, giving it to a moving forward and, and 
certainly I, I, I liked it and uh, I thought it was a good addition to that game. Uh, we saw a few Dublin as doing it the last day and getting scores from it as well. Uh, I have to say, if, if if it creates that little bit of movement from the forwards where they're getting free to receive a pass like that, I, I'd be very in favour of that one. Obviously, now coming up this weekend, they have carried the old rivals. Uh, they've just about saw off Cavan at the weekend. Do you think they have it uh, up for the dubs this weekend? Uh, yeah, they'll, they'll always be up for the dubs and they give it a go, and they're, especially when they're at home as well, you know. But I suppose it's a very inexperienced Kerry team. And, um, you know, Dublin Kerry games are they're always the ones that we're excited by. Like, But it'll be interesting to see how the young Kerry fellas play against Dublin. You know, uh, Dublin probably have the more experienced team out the next day. So so it'll be, it will be an interesting one because everybody is talking about Kerry, the young talent that they have there and the fact that they've won a few All-Ireland minors in a row. So there's obviously talent there. Their defence seems to be tightening up. It'll be a test for them now the next day against Dublin. But yeah, it'll be an interesting game and it'll be probably the young guys against the more experienced Dublin team. Uh, Looking at Dublin now back on track with their victories, uh, what will they continue to work on in the league? Oh, they'll probably just It's just a matter of getting the lads playing football and they seem to play the same system all the time. Like, I mean, you know, when you looked at the game the last day, there were times when Dublin had maybe 12 men, 13 men behind the ball uh, but they do it in a way they don't have fellow static standing back there and as soon as they put in those tackles or just there's a few forwards out around the middle of the field you know putting in hard tackles and winning the ball back and then they transition so quickly and the way they hold possession of the ball or the way they they move it so quickly and that there's guys moving all over the place that's what they'll be working on because that's their system of play and maybe they'll be adding a little bit more to it as well but uh, certainly they're hard, very hard to play against and it'll be interesting to see how the, the young Kerry lads do uh, do against them the next day. And what is your prediction for that match? I, I, I presume Dublin will win that game now to be honest with you I think they'll be more experienced and um, so so I'd expect Dublin to win it by three or four points. And our thanks, as always, to Brian Talty for joining us on the show. Now, sticking with that match, I also heard from Justin Mason from Sunday Sport. So, Dublin took on Galway there at the weekend in round two of the National Football League. Dublin obviously looking to get their league back on track after the victory over Monaghan. Didn't look too certain in the first half, though. No, it didn't. Um, I think Dublin started off very slowly. and They didn't... Um he didn't have a shot on goal in anger until about the tenth minute when Owen Morton um, had a shot that just went um went wide of the of the post, but they got a point then I think through Paul Manning a minute later and really then they got back level and then they went behind again, but I think just by the half an hour point they went ahead and they never really looked back after that. Yeah, very impressive uh, second half from the Dublin team. Yeah, extremely impressive second half. It was like the the movement again, they um they I think there was one point summed it up. It was a real, it was a counter-attacking point. It was a beautiful point, I think. Um, uh, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, Dean Rockfed, Carmen Coslow, and Coslow just turned and just, without even looking really, just dissected the post with a, with a beautiful score. And I think they, they built on it from that. And I think the goal was the, the goal on the 57th and it was the, was the real, uh, I think that finished the game really as a contest. Obviously, Galway only two points in the second half. They might be a little bit disappointed with that performance. Yeah, um, in the press conference after uh, Kevin Walsh was, was 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 very disappointed. I think he what disappointed him most was the reaction to Dublin going and then the reaction to the goal. He still felt there was still time to at least get some sort of respectability at least on the scoreboard, but it just seemed to um, it just seemed to fall apart. I think um, McDay going off of them at half time was a big loss for Galway because he was really good in the first half, but um, 
the second half they just never got going. It was it was very similar to the um, the league final last year and more particularly the All Ireland semi final last August when Dublin were two points up at half time of that and ended up winning by I think it was nine and that was only because of a last minute goal with goal so it would have been ten or twelve sorry so the the pattern of the the game last Saturday uh, similarly followed that pattern and the one from the league final last year. We saw a few young lads get their debut. Um, anyone impressing you? Yeah, I thought um, I thought young uh, Flatman was pretty good. Um, Bugler did okay. I'd seen him in the the league final or the the Auburn Cup final against Westmead a few weeks ago. He wasn't too bad. But Flatman was too bad. But he also gave like he brought on Gavin. Um, he brought on McHugh. Um, Pasquale didn't do too badly either. But it was the the, the real impressive game, one for me was um, definitely. Cormac Coslow. I think this year Cormac is over there. He wants to get a hit. He, when the championship comes around, he wants a starting bet. And if he keeps on kicking six points in every league game, I think he'll definitely get that. And then this weekend, taking on Kerry, do you think the stolen team have it in them? Yeah, I, I think so. I think it, it was vital to bounce back after um, the defeat in, in Clonus last weekend. But um, it'll be tough down in Tralee, uh partisan crowd uh, under lights to be some occasion. But this team have not won four All Ireland in a row and five out of the last six leagues by being afraid of going to places. So they'll definitely they'll definitely put it up to Kerry and please God they'll come away with two points. And as I was saying earlier on, don't forget that game unfortunately has already sold out. Dublin taking on Kerry in the Alliance National Football League interly at seven o'clock this Saturday evening. But if you don't have a ticket already, I'm afraid you won't be able to get one. And of course they played Tyrone a little bit earlier on in the campaign and that game took place in the far bigger stadium down in Killarney, Fitzgerald Stadium. But the way it's gone, the game is going to take place in Tralee, so unfortunately there will be supporters who are going to miss out. But nonetheless, it's an occasion to very much look forward to. Now, moving from football to hurling, it was another good weekend for the senior hurlers as they beat Offaly in the Alliance League on a scoreline of 219 to 12 points down in Tullamore. Earlier on this evening, I caught up with regular contributor Andy Cunningham to get his view on that game and the other ones in Division 1B and 1A. We found out this time last year that taking an Offaly in the league can be a very, very dangerous proposition. We were beaten, of course, last year, uh, but it, it was good to go down to the Midlands and, and pick up the two points Yes uh, you know it's another two points in the bag uh, after uh, the result against Carlo uh, I thought there probably would have been a better kick kicking awfully after uh, you know they, they got a, a bad beating the week before and I thought they would have come out with all guns blazing but it just didn't materialise and realistically you know 13 point win for Dublin was like you know well justified and uh it wasn't a great match. Dublin were just completely on top in every every department, and any time that after they come back at them, Dublin just 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 forged ahead. And uh, you know, I think with with that that match last week and, and the Carlo match, it was probably two matches that you would probably would expect Dublin to win and get away to a good start in the National League. Yeah, indeed, and, and I suppose as you mentioned. You were obviously down at the Carlow game as well in Parnell Park. Uh, we'll talk about their result with Galway maybe in a moment or two, but for, for Dublin to get that victory, uh, it was important to set them up for the campaign. And as you say, the, the four points is what we would have expected out of those two matches. Yes, you know, when you, when you were looking at the, the makeup of the, the fixtures there, you know, uh, you, you would probably would have expected that Dublin to, to come away maybe with four points uh, in the first two games, especially with the Carlow game coming in Parnell Park. Though it, it, it was a tough game, you know, Carlow leading at half time and. Uh, I, I just thought that the uh, the substitutions for Dublin just, just paid dividends in, in the second half. 
but uh, you know, then then down to off uh, off the Tullamore last week, which can always be a tough old place, but you know, just didn't, didn't materialise. But uh, yeah, they've got the four points. But uh, the two next matches now are really define their season and their position in the national league. Yeah, indeed. And you mentioned substitutes, of course, in the Carlo game. A man who impressed in that game in the second half. I think he picked up the man of the match award, and also, of course, who impressed last week against Offaly was uh, Donald Burke. Um, and I suppose with the likes of say Conal Keeney you know, out with shoulder surgery and with Danny Sutcliffe uh, only getting back to full fitness, it's a chance for players to lay down a marker uh, for a championship side in the summer. And he's certainly taken his uh, taken his claim. Yes, he he hasn't got a, a great uh, Walsh Cup, you know, and uh, you know he wasn't setting the world on fire. But like we all know, he's what he's capable of. Like he's a tremendous underage player, a great great minor. He has you know he has played some good games for Dublin. But uh, he, I thought he was, he was the difference when he came on against Carlo, like uh, the points he scored, and uh, and then one four I think he scored against Carlo. Then I think it was six points last six points last week again against Offaly. But that's one ten from play. That's good scoring. But uh, you know, maybe it was the best thing. I think he he wasn't started for the Carlo game, so maybe you know he just said, "Look, I'm going to take my chance." But but that's where it is. You know, matches like this, people just put their hand up. And Bush, uh, he's a talented player, and we would expect big things for him in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned uh, earlier on uh, the next game coming up is against Galway. I suppose one of the results that we've had, the biggest results we've had maybe in a long, long time. And I appreciate it is only uh, February, you know, springtime National League, but a, a fantastic result for Carlo and I suppose uh, a great reward for the amount of work that's gone in in the county over the last five or six years to get them up to this standard Yes it was a fantastic result and I think I think any Hurling person would be delighted maybe except the Galway people but uh, look you know like probably everybody expected Galway to, to be Carlo but you know and, and there would be nothing said about it but like that, 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 that draw you know that, that point they picked up is vital to Carlo to stay up and they, they they will get miles out of that victory. Like that, that'll do tremendous work for 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 uh, the team and and the whole hurling people in Carlow. So I think it was a it was a great great result. Uh, but you know I'd seen Carlow twice. I'd seen them against Dublin in, in the Watch Cup and then in the league. And I, I was impressed with them. There's some very good hurlers, some very talented hurlers. And as it was a shock, but not as big a shock with that draw as people maybe thought it was going to be. And I suppose a lot has been made of the fact that you know Carlo only have four clubs, four senior clubs playing hurling, twenty four in Galway. So it's you know I suppose it's testament, even though I I, I don't want to overplay it because obviously it is early in the year, but it it is testament to the management and I suppose the togetherness of the squad. Yes, well they, they've been together for a while and uh, like uh, they, they've I think they won the John McDonough and, and the Christy Ring. I think that I think like one one year after another you know, in seventeen and eighteen. So like there was general progress going on all the time. Uh, Bonner is running them, yeah, very very talented hurler himself, and they seem to have a you know a good backup team around them. And uh, you know, as I said, I was impressed with them when I seen them in the two games. You know, it is winter hurling. Uh, what it'll be like when it comes uh, to you know the, the, the hard ground and probably their next match. I think I think they have to play Waterford away, so that'd be a real tough one for them because Waterford are really playing well at the moment. And of course, the next one for ourselves is a trip down to Salt Hill to take on Galway. We lost only by a point in the championship there last summer, and obviously. The a similar defeat uh, in the Walsh Cup just a few weeks ago but uh, it's a nice target to have early in the year to try and get down to you know arguably the best team over the last two or three years Yeah very consistent team Galway no doubt about it and they'll they, you know they'll probably coming out all guns blazing after that, that result against Carroll looking to win you know to, to get the top spot in, 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 in Division 1 uh, 
you know, it's probably they're looking at that, that big game maybe is against Waterford, wherever that is. But look, you know, the, Dublin did well in the championship down there. It probably was a dead rubber time, but still, you know, Dublin haven't got a bad record against Galway in the National League, but still a tough place to go to. But you know, after them two wins, Dublin got the, you know, confidence will be high, and uh, I expect they'll give a good account of themselves down there. And of course, for Matty Kenny, a trip back to his home place, he, he would know a lot of those Galway players very well from being involved in the background team of, of teams uh, down in Galway over the last few years. Oh, he, he would he would know yeah yeah so what's going on down in Galway he he know to make up the team probably their style and all like that but you know on the day you know that they are a very talented bunch very impressive when they played Dublin in, in, in the, the Welsh Cup and then they went on to beat Wexford in, in the final like you know unlucky maybe you know people thought favours for the All Ireland last year Limerick caught them well Limerick deserved on the day but uh, always in the top three and a very talented bunch of hurlers that Galway team. You mentioned Limerick. I suppose it'd be very easy after a 45-year gap and an All-Ireland victory to maybe write off the following year, but they, well, judging by their two games so far, they certainly are not writing off two victories and uh, they sit top of Division 1A. Yeah, and, and, and two good victories. And, you know, you respect maybe a team that haven't won an All-Ireland years and then the celebrations and all that. Yeah, who goes on down in the county that they, you know, they probably holidays and taking a break that they, they would probably just ease their way back in, maybe win a couple of games in the league and then go go, go for the, the Munster Championship again. But no, they, they, they're all coming out uh, on fire and playing well. Uh, probably when you look at the teams in Division 1A, they probably have the strongest team out on paper on the day. They're having 11 and 12 players that played in the all Ireland final. You look at the Kilkenny's maybe and that Tipperary's, you know, they probably uh, wouldn't be strong on paper. So like they mean business, and uh, you know they probably want to continue because like uh, w- winning gets a habit, and, and they want to keep it going. You mentioned Clare, or sorry, I should say you mentioned Kilkenny, uh, who of course were beaten by Clare at the weekend, a fourth straight win in a row for Clare against Kilkenny in the league. Um, but yet Kilkenny, with as you say, a young team, did battle right to the end and lost by a point. Yes, yeah, so I thought this was an excellent match. Uh, probably the, the best match we've had in the, the National League uh, this, this year, uh, I, I, even though it was only two rounds. I thought it was excellent. Great surface down there, down in Ennis. And uh, a real dinger of a match. I, I was very impressed with Kilkenny. Could have won, won it in the end. Didn't Wouldn't have deserved it because I think Clare they were the better team on the day and they missed a lot of scores in the first 10, 12 minutes of the game. And, you know, scores that they'd normally, the manager would be expecting to put over. But uh, they just got two goals at a vital stage to probably kill off Kilkenny. But I think Cody will be very impressed. Like, you know, he's a lot of players to come back. Well, you wouldn't know. Are they going to come back? You know, because some of them young lads, I was very impressed with them. And, uh, you know, can you be there? Though? But uh, Claire, you know, I thought, that, you know, the, the surface suited them. They are a very fast-moving team and uh, very worthy to win, even though it was only by a point. And I suppose their record in Ennis is fantastic. Home grounds are very, very important. Uh, one county that's having issues with their home ground at the moment, unfortunately, is Cork. A huge amount of money spent on the stadium. And uh, we know there's a lot of talk about overspends and the GA having to get involved. But unfortunately, the pitch on Sunday was in really, really rag order. Lake. And I know there was a football match, I think, uh, Cork Pickle there in the National Football League, but that's no excuse. But it, it, there's a history of being a, a, a bad ground, uh, Parky Quave. And I'm very surprised that like all the money that was put into the stadium, and it looked a fantastic stadium, and, it looked, and everybody is raving about it, and, you know, the dressing room facilities and, and everything. But like you've got to get your pitch right, because you, know, you, don't, you, you don't play the matches in the stands or on the terraces, you're playing on the pitch. And uh, they should have got it right, but as I say, a history of obvious being cutting up. But uh, like those at times, there it was dangerous, and the referee I, I had to stop the game once where the ball just went into a hole and just pick her up and then just throw it in. So uh, 
I see, I see that uh, that they their next game that they're, they're going to play in Parky Rain, and you know they might have to close that pitch for the foreseeable future. Yeah, an unfortunate situation, and I suppose they were beaten by Wexford at the weekend. Uh, it's impossible not to think of Wexford and look to that date in the summer. Wexford's first game in the championship, our second game in the championship, uh, could be very important to decide who comes out of the Leinster Championship and into the All Ireland series. Uh, were you impressed with them at the weekend? Uh, not really, uh, because I thought it was a very poor game. Well, I suppose we, 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 we were after watching uh, Kilkenny and Clare, and I thought that was a rip-roaring game. You know, the, the pace of the game, where there was no, absolutely no pace in, 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 the, in the parking crib, probably due to the pitch. But I thought it was an over-elaboration of the hand pass. It was a very short, Wexford played a short game, you know, coming out of the fence. They played a sweeper. They, they, it's two or, three, two or three passes till they get it up into the full forward line, where I thought the other match, Clare and, and Kilkenny, was more direct. Uh, look, Wexford, they're, they're still a talented bunch, a good manager. Uh, but, you know, I, I just I just wasn't impressed. They were beaten by Limerick the week before, but I wouldn't judge them too much on that. They, they have tough games coming up in that league. No, my thanks as ever to Andy for joining us. Now, we are going to head out for a break here on GA Sports Desk, but do stay tuned. Coming up, we're going to be hearing from Dublin ladies football selector, Sirka Farley, and we're going to be hearing from the Secretary of Dublin Camogie, Brendan Cooper. GAA Sports Desk, brought to you by the Heralds, every side of Dublin. Hello and welcome back to GA Sports Desk here on Dublin City FM. A reminder, if you still want to get in contact with us here in the studio, the number is 087-977-1032. You can send us an email, it's gasportsdesk at dublincityfm.ie or you can give us a like on Facebook, it's GA Sports Desk on Dublin City FM. Now coming up in this half of the show, we'll be hearing from ladies selector Circa Farley looking back on Dublin's first round of the Lidl National Football League. We'll also be hearing from the Secretary of Dublin Camogie, Brendan Cooper, as he looks back at the Dublin Camogie team's first game. And he'll also be discussing the news point this week of the Wexford Camogie team. But first to the ladies football and Dublin's league campaign got underway against Donegal in Crow Park with a double header with the men on Saturday night. And to find out how that game went, Suzanne caught up with selector Sirka Farley. Sirka, thank you very much for joining me on the programme. No problem, Suzanne. Well, the first game of the league was over the weekend and it was Dublin against Donegal. Before we look at the game itself, tell me, how was everyone feeling going into that game? Uh, feeling good, yeah. I suppose um, it comes around pretty quick. Mm-hmm. You know, we're only back back training a couple of weeks, and um, it it just comes so quick. Suddenly, you know, you're back at the start of January, and then the national league matches are upon you. So, I suppose everyone, you know, loves getting away from the the training <laughs> field and getting to play matches. Yeah. So um, they were looking forward to it. Yeah, and. Kind of what what kind of preparations were being done over the last couple of weeks coming into the game? Yeah, well, I suppose as I say, just we just getting back out on the training pitch. I mean, we've got we've got quite a few new girls, you know, as as is at this time of year, out training with us, and I suppose just going back to back to basics and getting mm-hmm. stuck into skills and trying to get the fit the girls' fitness back up. And you know, I suppose we've we've some girls just not available at the moment and yeah. we're just um other girls are trying to take a chance now and, and you know, um show in training that they're they're up to playing in the matches. Yeah. Um so I suppose that's you know, it's, it's we're probably four weeks back now, so it's really just going back over the skills and 
and yeah. as you say, fitness and that kind of thing. Yeah. And was there many changes kind of with the team in comparison to last year's team that we're, that we're looking into the new year with? Yeah, like as is at this time of year. I mean, we had, I suppose, you know, we had girls playing with both Fox Rock and Clontarf in the Club All-Ireland right up to December. Mm-hmm. And then we've, we've a lot of girls, you know, we've a huge amount of girls playing college football at the moment. Um, and as I say, then we've, a, you know, we've a new few new girls come in training with us. Um, and some of, you know, the more experienced girls are, are just looking after injuries at the moment yeah. and rehabbing, trying to get themselves right for, you know, it's it's the seasons are long, so they're just <laughs> trying to get, get injuries sorted. So, um, you know, we, we had quite a few, I suppose, not available to us, but we see that as a positive. You know, you want to see new, you know, other yeah, girls maybe yeah. that didn't get as much game time last year take these opportunities and you know we've the last couple of years we've always used the National League games to give everyone as much football as possible and a chance you know to show what they can do in the competitive um, games uh, the, like I, I said yeah. this to you before Division 1 it's every single match is really competitive so it's a great opportunity for players both new and girls that were there last year but might not just got into the 20 kind of for championship it's given them that chance yeah. while others aren't available well that's the thing it's it's, it's very early in the season everyone it's going to be a long year everyone are, are you're trying to get out and you're trying to give everyone kind of a feel of what's what's happening and yeah. the, the match over the weekend Saturday evening or afternoon in Croke Park very different type of opening game with the the atmosphere and and, and the pitch Absolutely. I mean, it's 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 fantastic. Any opportunity that you get to play in our national stadium mm. is just fantastic, and we're we're thrilled with these opportunities that that you know ladies football are getting, both ourselves getting to play in Crow Park, but even right ac- across the country in ladies football. There's an awful lot of fixtures this year, and um, a lot of counties have gotten the opportunity to play before the men. So. You know, we see that as a, as a real positive for ladies football, yeah. and obviously for us um, and for Donegal. You know, to get to play in Crow Park is just any time. You know, the girls are just chomping at the bit. <laughs> it's just amazing, and it doesn't matter who's there or you know what time of year it is. It's, yeah. it's what you dream about to play for your county in Crow Park. Yeah. So, um, it 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 was great. You know, and a lot of the girls. I suppose we quite a few girls played their first match mm. for Dublin and played their first match in Crow Park on Saturday and that's just fantastic. <laughs> yeah, probably the dream for some people, terrifying for others. <laughs> yeah. First yeah. game. But look, looking at the game itself, did it go how Dublin wanted or did it go how you expected in any way? Um, well, I suppose, you know, you never you never want to lose. Yeah. Um, but as I, as I say, like at this time of year, you know, we've a, we've, we, we've a lot of new girls there, but, you know, we're not making excuses. We, we didn't feel we performed with the intensity and work rate that we would want. Mm. Um, you know, there was like there was there was some positives, but there were things that we would have been disappointed with. And in fairness to Donegal, they were they were the better team and they deserved the win. And yeah. um, so, we, you know, we wouldn't complain about that. Um you know, there's there's things that we have to focus in on this week that would have disappointed us and try and get them right for next week. Yeah. And what kind of things do you think that you're going to be looking at and changing? 
Um, I suppose it's just thing, you know. I, as I said, our like our work rate, we felt at times wouldn't have been as good as as we'd have wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose some of our, you know, our our points trying to shoot for points and you know missed some very good opportunities, and that would have disappointed us. So we would be looking at that during the week, um, yeah, and just going back and working hard. Um, I suppose over the next few nights of training. And how were everyone feeling at the end of the game? Was there a disappointment there? Yeah, like any time, any time you lose a game, you know, you're disappointed and, and mm. that you, you would expect and hope that the girls are disappointed. Um, but I suppose that's the one thing about the National League. You can't, you can't dwell on it. You're, you know, you're straight away thinking now about next week and what, yeah. you know, what we need to, to, to work on and, and look at um, heading into the game against Tipperary. Yeah. And then yeah. looking Sunday, 10th of February, you're up against Tipperary. Fast enough turnaround, but is it what everyone probably needs to jump straight into the next game? Absolutely, yeah. Like this, you know, these games are, are, are coming thick and fast. And I mean, it's that's what will bring the girls on, their fitness on as much as um, yeah. what you're doing on the training field. And also just, as I say, it's it's getting, getting football. You know, a lot of the girls are getting, you know, really tough games and that's, that brings you on so much and up to that that level yeah. you know it's, it's you know for anybody who hasn't played at at this level before it's it's just completely different so the more experience and more game time they get the better brilliant Sorka thank you very much for joining me on the programme and I wish you the very best of luck this weekend thanks Suzanne you're welcome talk to you soon bye bye thanks bye our thanks, as always, to Sir Farley for joining us on the show. A very disappointing loss to Dublin there at the weekend. But they do take on Tipperary this Sunday in round two of the Little National Football League. So that takes place this Sunday, February 10th. And time is 2pm for the throw-in. So do get out and support the girls as they try and get their first win of the league. But now to Camogie. And to get all the latest in Dublin Camogie news as well as a look at the Camogie headlines in the country this week. Earlier, Suzanne caught up with the Secretary of Dublin Camogie, Brendan Cooper. Brendan, thank you very much for joining me on the programme. Well, we had the second game of the league against Offaly and uh, Dublin came out with one point, which is great news. Yes and no, Suzanne. Um, Looking at the game overall, it was a game that we probably should have won. Yeah. Um, talking to the selectors immediately after the game, they were a, a little disappointed because uh, not so much that we lost the game, but some of our, our um, management skills didn't quite go according to plan. In other words, they've been contributing infused into the girls of, of late, taking the right options at the right time. Yeah, and that that didn't quite happen there on on, on Sunday. Now, admittedly, there was a strong breeze blowing there. Uh, I think we were up at one point, uh, say six five at half time, and we were playing into a strong breeze in the second half. So we probably did well over the sixty minutes, uh, Suzanne. Mm. Definitely, the first half was the one that probably lost the game, so say drew the game for us in the sense that we didn't capitalise on the amount of possession which we had, um, and you know, turning into with a one point uh, kind of advantage. Uh, we did well in the second half. Our, our backs did exceptionally well. I don't think any, any responsibility could be put on the backs for 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 only drawing. I think certainly our forwards. I think we mentioned it last week as well that we just need to kind of take the right options at the at the right time. And there was one or two occasions 
that didn't actually happen. Now, again, on, on the plus side, Suzanne, these are all things that, that can be rectified with, with a little bit of more, more practice and uh, more understanding now at, at, at this stage. Yeah. So I don't think uh, Frank and Co are too worried about uh, They would have been happier with, with two points. And from a Dublin perspective, obviously, two points going into the, the next game against uh, Limerick would have been a, a huge advantage to us as such. But it, it's not the end of the world because the... Uh, the situation is still within, within our own hands. If we can manage to win the next couple of matches, we'll probably finish second. I think Kilkenny uh, uh, will win the, win the group, but that's probably just no doubt. So if we can get second place there now and end up in the semi-final, I think that's that's probably what, what we need to be targeting now at this stage. And in that sense, um, you know, Sunday's match is gone now at this stage. Nothing we, we can do about it except learn from the mistakes that we made. And if we can do that, then we should give Limerick a fairly good uh, run out now uh, next weekend. Brilliant. And are they? How is everyone feeling coming out of the game? Because while it was it was a draw, it kind of it feels that everyone are disheartened over it. Yeah, I, I think I know Frank puts a lot of responsibility on the girls. They just take ownership for for whatever they do on the pitch. And I think when the girls go away and they analyse it, when they go back to the video there, which they will have already done so at this stage, they probably will have seen themselves that you know that on occasions that they. You know, instead of turning right, they turned left, and to, by turning yeah. left, they turned into a tackle where it was kind of dispossessed or it was turned over or whatever. And 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 a crucial one was was literally in the last couple of seconds we were a point up, and you know it was one of those situations whereby you know just get the ball which she did have and just drive it down the, the sideline anywhere by what she did, uh, and mm-hmm. you know it's just maybe a little bit of nerves got to her or, or she got kind of overawed or whatever. Again, that's not a criticism. That that's just a, a, a you know symptomatic of the that we need to develop you know choosing the right options at the right time. So yeah. again, it, it's not a criticism. And as I say, it, it's something that can be uh, I won't say easily rectified, but certainly can be worked upon at this stage. So at least we know what we need to do to improve. Mm. And uh, uh, you know, a, a point on the board. You know, we're up and running now at this stage. Yeah, yeah. So in, in that sense, the girls would say, well, listen, okay. There's no real damage done now at this stage. It's not as if well the last two matches are dead rubber matches or whatever. Far from it. They're, they're actually quite important matches now from a Dublin perspective. And so I think we, we'll you know there's nothing we can do about the last Sunday, but there's absolutely something we can do about uh, our upcoming two matches now at this stage. Yeah. And what do you think? How will they'll be focusing on to? And I, and I know there's probably an awful lot of experience that could be the reason that they, they, they were lacking in the last match, but what can they do and work together as a team? Well, I, I think a shot decision that making is paramount. Um, that is no doubt. And certainly from our forwards, from the amount of possessions we had there on Sunday, as I say, it was a game we, we should have won. I won't say comfortably, but we definitely should have won the game. Yeah. Um, so I, I think... But, you know, looking at the shot selection, I think Frank will probably be saying to, to, to the players, don't be afraid to, to you know, the score is on. You know, have a go. If yeah. it goes wide, not the end of the world. But not having a shot and maybe laying it off to someone who possibly is not even in a good position. That's what I think Frank wants to, you know, the, the girls to kind of take on board. You know, to take the right option at the right time. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's something that we can work on in training. All this stuff is readily achievable. That is no doubt whatsoever. And I said they weren't too despondent, you know, a little disappointed. Yes, absolutely, and, and rightly so. But not the end of the world, uh, Suzanne, at this stage. So I think when we're hosting Limerick next, next match up, and I think um, 
I know Limerick are doing well. They, they've won their first couple of matches now against Clare and Offaly, I think it was. Uh, they beat Offaly by two or three points. So there's not a huge amount between ourselves and Limerick now at this stage. So if we can manage to beat Limerick, and that will get us absolutely back in, 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 the, uh, in the game in, in a big way at this stage. So again, you know, concentrate on what you, you can cure. In other words, our upcoming match, Suzanne. Yeah. And the, the two weeks' time, it's a double header with the intermediate team, and they're up against Anstrom. How is this the first game in their competition? Yeah, this, this is uh, Shane uh, Plowman's first outing in, in the competition. And, and Not, intermediate as well. Uh, yeah, the, well, so we are where we want to be. We have a Division 1 team yeah. and we have a Division 2 team. So Division 2 obviously are... are, are Premier Juniors. Yeah. Pre- the old Premier Juniors. <laughs> Not let's say that own. anymore. Absolutely. No, no, I don't think Shane would, would thank us for saying that. <laughs> because now, in their own right, they are uh, an intermediate side. And that's exactly where we wanted to be from a Dublin perspective a number of years ago, that we needed a senior one and a senior two so that we could, uh, you know, that one would feed in, our, our interest would feed into our seniors. And that's the way it goes. Mm. Um, from an entrant perspective, hard to say. No team has had an outing so far, so we have nothing much to, to, to gauge kind of past uh, performances on, well, certainly not this year anyway. Mm. Uh, traditionally, we've always done reasonably well against Antrim, but again, Antrim, you know, will be coming down looking to get their uh, their season up and running in a big way. Same as, uh, same as Shane, we'll be looking to get our season up and running. Um, I think on all known form, it's a game that's readily uh, winnable. Of that, there's no doubt whatsoever. Again, Shane, his panel has changed quite considerably from that of, of last year. Some of his players have gone, now gone up in, into senior in senior status. So he's kind of, I won't say he's gone back to basics, but certainly he's brought in maybe six or seven new players which weren't there last year mm. at, at this stage. But he's had a number of challenge matches of late, and I'll speak from there only this afternoon. And he, he was quite happy with, with, with the way things have gone along now at this stage. I think they played against Wexford in a challenge match here at the weekend. And Wexford would, would be a good yardstick at intermediate uh, status. And we managed to beat them. They had a full, a full they had, I'm not sure, they said they had a team and, and a lot of subs, subs to spare as well. So it's not as if they came up with the bare 15 or thereabouts. Mm. So that was a good performance. So if we can translate to kind of our challenge match performances into um, a competitive performances, I think that, that stands in good stead. And hopefully now, on the uh, when we have our double header in, in Paranels now uh, on the 17th, we, we can get two victories on, on that day. I know uh, important for our seniors to get back up and running, and equally important for Shane to start off on, on a good on a good note. So again, all systems go now at this stage. Everything's in our hands at the moment, Suzanne. So that's all we can ask for now at this stage in the Gairdrow training now. Uh, so it's uh, all systems go now from a Dublin perspective. And do you think that moving up for, to the intermediate level, there will be a difference there? And I know a few of the members have gone to senior and a few there's a few new people coming in, but will they notice, will Shane notice a difference really in the in the level of what what's being played? The short answer is absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and to expand on that a bit, the, the difference between Division 1, Division 2 and Division 3, they are poles apart, um, especially 3 to 2, it's a big step up because you, you, you're, 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 you're playing with, with teams who traditionally do well at the intermediate status. Uh, the, the, the Premier Juniors are, are, you know, are for teams who are, say, up-and-coming teams who are, are kind of, they, they have to start off somewhere. So obviously we started off Premier Junior and we've earned the right to play in intermediate. So we're going up with teams 
similar to ourselves, we're, say, a senior one and, and a senior two team in operation. And so the standard of camogie, because obviously the, the girls in the, in the other counties, similar to ourselves, will, you know, the girls on the intermediate teams will always be looking to kind of you know, catch the eye of their senior manager. So the competition for places at intermediate is, is actually, it, it's probably more impressive than it is at, at, at adult level, because at adult level, at senior level, that's as far as you can go. When you're at intermediate status, you know, the next step up is, is senior. And that's where our girls want to go. Every single one of those girls yeah. would have desires and ambitions to do better. So that's why I say when they bring that sort of, kind of competitiveness into an intermediate match, you know, you meet like for like from these counties. So they tend to be exceptionally good matches. Um, so there's no easy matches in intermediate. Uh, we're hoping that we can get the, the victory against uh, Antrim to start us off well. But I'm sure Antrim are probably saying the same as uh, on St. Eustace's and yeah. You know, a good start is half the battle. Now, it's 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 not a sprint. It's, it's a marathon in the sense that there are five uh, group matches, I think, Shane has to play in, in his group. So nothing will, will be won or lost uh, on the first match of the season. Mm. But certainly, you know, two points on the board does make it a little bit easier going into your second tour to, uh, and subsequent matches out at this stage. But, you know, he's happy with his panel now at the moment. So as long as Shane is happy and the girls are happy, <laughs> I, I'm happy. Good. And Brendan, before I let you go, uh, the Camogie was in the headlines over the weekend uh, with the Wexford team that they weren't able to field a team, I think they only have 13 players. This is yeah. shocking. For uh, Wexford yeah. have always been a good side. Yeah. And they, 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 they have, Suzanne. Uh, and, and, I mean, I can vividly recall, uh, I, I think it was about four years ago, maybe five years ago, going down to Wexford and coming away on the back of, of a 36-point defeat. Yeah. Uh, that, that match against Wexford absolutely sticks in my mind as being one of those terrible days uh, at the office where, where nothing went right mm-hmm. and that was 36 points I think um, Wexford were beaten by 45 points uh, and that's only half the story yeah. so for a team of uh, and I mean you know to, to 2016 they got to an All-Ireland final so in a, in a in two three two years yeah. three years less than three years yeah. uh, they, they've gone so uh, something is happening down there and I know that the, the, the St. Martin's players are, are in an All-Ireland club uh, championship uh, series, so those players wouldn't have been available to Wexford. Mm. But certainly, um, I would I mean they, they they have an intermediate side, so I'm not quite sure wh- how they managed to travel to Galway um, with with 13 players, not even a full a full panel yeah. of players. So that's that's very worrying now from from a from a from Wexford's perspective. I feel sorry for the girls who actually went down to. Or across to 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 Galway to take on the the might of Galway because we Galway are, are one of the top teams to go with anything less than a full panel. Yeah, is, oh, it's you know, it's it, it, yeah. it, it must have been absolutely unbelievable. So I'm not quite sure what has gone wrong, but certainly Wexford for for I mean they should be able to regroup now at this stage. I mean, and it's not going to be an easy task because yeah. obviously the publicity we have got over the last couple of days. You know, hasn't been very it reached people that wouldn't have even heard of Camogie. Yeah, it it, it it hasn't made the back pages. It's probably mm. made the the front pages. Uh, which is, you know, from that type of story, is not what we want to see. No. Uh, I can only hope, uh, and that that kind of Wexford just kind of regroup now at this stage, get back to basics. And you know, it's not the end of the world. It, it's a, it's it's a bit of a, uh, a thing to take on board now at this stage because I'm quite sure they'd all be worried down there. But you know, Wexford are a big enough county to be able to kind of say, okay, 
let's have a look and see what's happened. Let's regroup at, at this stage mm. and, and put together you know, for the remainder of the league. Because it has knock-on effects all, all over the place. I mean, I was looking at the league tables there this afternoon. And not only were they to go, say, with the, say, the first match of Cork when they conceded to Cork, not only did Cork get a walkover, but Wexford were deducted three points. So when you look at the league tables at the moment, they are the only, well, they are minus three points. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it doesn't make for a pretty reading. That's not, mm. it's not, but that's the rules of, of, of sport. And you wouldn't expect it at, at senior level to have yeah. anything to give a And, and my, my heart goes out to Wexford now, generally, because they're a lovely bunch of people to deal with. Um, any dealings I've had with, with the Wexford secretary and the county board officials over the years have been, uh, always been very cordial and they've always been very accommodating. And it's, you know, it's there, but for the grace of God, you know. So I mean, I I'd hate to be in, in that sort of situation, but they're big enough now at the stage, and they're 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 well capable of getting their their season back on track, yeah. or at least stopping the rot, Suzanne. I think that's yeah. probably the best best case scenario. Get back to basics. The next time they they have a competitive match, and I'm not quite sure who they play, but whoever it is, at least have you know twenty players, yeah. fifteen yeah. players plus five subs, or twenty three players because you're entitled to use eight subs. So why not draw from some of their, their intermediates and at least go down and make a, a match with? I'm quite sure they're, they're they're already kind of putting things in place yeah. to ensure that this type of thing never happens again. It's it's unfortunate that it should happen to a Camogie team, especially of, of you know Wexford status. Yeah, uh, and we can only wish them the best going forward, and hopefully they can put their their troubles behind them and kind of start off. Um, and, and regroup at this stage. Is brilliant, Brendan? Thank you very much for joining me on the program. And our thanks as always to Brendan Cooper for joining us on the show. A good point on the board there for the seniors in in their National Camogie League and they're back in action on the 17th of February as they take on Limerick at home. But that's just about all we have time for for the show this evening. A reminder again of the fixtures this weekend. The Dublin footballers are in action this weekend as they take on Kerry in round three of the National Football League. That takes place down in Kerry in Austin Stock Park and throws in at 7pm on Saturday night. Tickets unfortunately already sold out for this game but it should be a good game for all those who did manage to secure their tickets also in action this weekend the Dublin ladies they take on Tipperary this Sunday so the 10th of February and that takes place down in Tipperary in Ardfinnan and the throw-in time is penciled for 2pm so do get out and support the girls if you can as they try and get their first victory in the little National Football League that's just about it for the show this evening so from myself Emma Hayden from Peter Brannigan from Suzanne Parker and from Katie Scanlon on sound thanks for listening and we will talk to you again next week GAA Sports Desk brought to you by the Herald every side of Dublin